accidentally do things you'll later regret. Oh no, you did. Hello, and welcome to Let's Place. It's another birthday party time! <laughs> My name's Luke. I'm the host of this show, like always. Joined by Chelsea. Like most of the time. <laughs> That's fair. And by Crystal. Hello. And of course we have... The uh, a, a birthday boy himself right here for us. We got Dylan. Hi, uh, happy birthday to me. Who gave <laughs> money to children, and now we have to treat him like he's special. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm basically here for you to just tell me that all my opinions are wrong and I'm dumb, so... I mean, you know, that's what you paid us for, or paid extra life for, anyway. To help us in uh, ruining your birthday, we have a, a first-time guest. We've got Brannigan. Hello. Hi! How's it Thanks going? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. How do you feel about birthdays? Um, I feel like they're pretty great. Somebody on Facebook today tried to say adults shouldn't celebrate birthdays, but I disagree because who is opposed to free stuff? People are weird about, like, people have weird ideas about adulthood the that they like that to mean? foist on other people. Yeah. Adults shouldn't celebrate birthdays. Right? <laughs> Like, we better just stop celebrating Christmas, too, because that's all about the presents. Birthdays are that's childish. True. You're a child yeah. if you want to celebrate your birthday. I'm uncomfortable celebrating my birthday, but I'm not comfortable expressing that directly, so I have to launder that through what I think adulthood should be. Right. It's like I've seen multiple takes in the past week of people complaining that adults shouldn't use backpacks. Like, what? I saw that, too. That's so dumb. What should they use? Uh, briefcases, because then you're a serious business person. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds Satchel's like work. they work for a briefcase company. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bringing a briefcase to PAX. Right? No. <laughs> I remember in college there would be, like, one or two people with briefcases, and I thought they looked like dorks. Everyone should bring back wheelie bags. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about five of Dylan's favorite video games of all time. Yay. Yeah, Dylan, you have picked out five titles here. Uh, you've got Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Ooh. Mario Kart, Double Dash, Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of a New World, and Dying Light. So I guess let's just dive on in here. Tell me about Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel. That's the only one on here I've never heard of. Okay, it's a... Uh part of the Legend of Heroes franchise, uh, the okay, first in okay. the Trails of Cold Steel sub-series. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're, you play as the main character, his name is Reen Schwarzer. He is a okay. minor part of a royal house, uh, like a baron. Okay. And the idea is you're going to this military school, you're sent around the world to kind of learn more about it, and you have to, it's a, it's a JRPG. Okay. Where you have to balance uh, social stats and uh, your relationship with the different people in your class to assist you in combat. Okay. okay. So it's kind of Persona-esque in that uh, regard, and the combat is kind of Chrono Trigger-esque, where you have like a circle and you like move and adjust your where your characters are is in them, and the attacks mm. like do different ranges like that. I see. That sounds interesting. What what is it about it that makes you love it so much? Um, it's the first game I've bought since I've been in my new apartment, and it's basically all I've played for the last oh, okay. two months. <laughs> gotcha. So this this is a new favorite for you. Yes, but it jumped to the top very quickly. Dang. 
Like, are you more into it for just the combat, or, like, are you into the story, or is it both? So, both. Like, there are natural kind of prejudices with everyone in the class of, like, someone doesn't like someone for a reason, and... Oh, uh, sure. As the story progresses, you, like, learn more about the characters and help people get past prejudices, and it, it's kind of silly, but it's it's fun in that regard of... You know, it's a class of nine, and you get to know all of them, and they're it's really well written and deep in that regard, to where they're, you know, characters, not just NPCs. Okay, yeah, cool. Let me think if there's any anything else I can grill you about with this. What's a give me an ex, give me like one example of a good character in this game? What's their deal? Um, there's two characters, Machius and Usus. Uh-huh. Machius is father is the governor and uh from a common family mm-hmm. so he's trying to reform his father's trying to reform society and doesn't think uh royal should be a thing so your class is made up of like royalty and commoners and machias okay. is just a giant dick to all of the uh royals specifically usus and usus starts out just snobbish another dick and like you find out he's kind of putting on an air because he's a bastard son so he feels like this is the way he needs to act Mm. based on it you just kind of learn about him and it's you know this is a 12 hours into the game where you start really going into this for 12 hours you just thought Yusuf was an asshole right before it's kind of starts delving into why and he becomes a really interesting character through that okay okay all right, well, uh, yeah, that sounds interesting. It also sounds like it's kind of just a good example of a pretty... Of a game, of a genre there's a lot of games in, so it's hard to, like, without playing it, it's hard to really, like, get into what makes it maybe as unique as other things. Like, there's not a good, like, elevator pitch to it. But it sounds cool. So, Quick Elevator is uh, Combat of Chrono Trigger. Um, yeah. You know, statistics and uh, character development of, like, Persona 5, of, like, yeah. uh, maintaining. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, I, I think that sounded more dismissive than I meant to do. Like, that does sound cool. This sounds like a pretty alright game. It just, it's it's harder to sell than, like, I don't know, this is an 8-bit toilet manager, you know? It's not... I, I, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Let's just place it. Alright, sounds good. <laughs> the... <clears throat> Dragon Slayer series is very labyrinthine, and I've played none of them, but Cold Steel is a sub-series of the Trail series, which is a sub-series oh of the Legend of Heroes, which is a sub-series of Dragon Slayer, which also uh-huh. includes the Xanadu series, and is also apparently related <laughs> to the Yi series. What? Yes, it's very fucking complicated with everything. Why is every, like, Japanese RPG franchise just this horrible, like, mangled ball of tangled relationships? (laughs) God, just make a video game. It doesn't need to be, like, the great second nephew of some other video game. It's going up against number 287. Dragon Slayer uh, 1 is apparently the first action JRPG, a progenitor of The Legend of Zelda. Oh, dang. Alright, yeah, starting at number 287, Chelsea, how does Trails of Cold Steel compare to Pokemon Red version Japan, the Japanese version of Pokemon Red? Uh, I go with Trails of Cold Steel. Alright, Crystal, how about you? Pokemon. Dylan. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel. 
And Brannigan. Uh, I'll go with Trails of Cold Steel as well. All right, Trails of Cold Steel takes it. You know what? That is the highest-ranked Pokemon game of that cluster in the middle, and it's at the center point. Like, if we keep putting stuff above Pokemon, we'll be free of our dark Pokemon nightmare, finally. <laughs> it only took, like, 50 episodes. <laughs> right, we're trending <laughs> away from having the Pokemon core. Uh, Brannigan, how does Trails of Cold Steel compare to Freedom Planet, the indie darling platformer inspired by Sonic the, Sonic the Hedgehog and other Sega Genesis hits? Uh, I would rather uh, play Trails of Cold Steel. Okay. Dylan. Trails of Cold Steel. I don't like even Sonic inspired. Dang. Crystal. Trails of Cold, cold Steel. All right. And Chelsea. Um, shit, what was it up against? Freedom Planet. Oh, right, right, right. Um, Freedom Planet. All right. Trails of Cold Steel takes it and moves up to number 71. Uh, just blazing a trail of cold steel right up this list. Uh, Chelsea, how Ooh. does Trails of Cold Steel compare to Stardew Valley? I know what you're going to say already. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Crystal? <laughs> Trails of Cold Steel. All right. That is one for each. Dylan? Trails of Cold Steel. All right. And Brannigan? Uh, I'm with Chelsea. I love Stardew Valley. Dang. I will say, right. when uh, Dylan was talking about how he's only played this game for two months, I was thinking about how I have like over 400 hours in Stardew Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, alright, so that ties it. Here's where I'm torn. I have played Stardew Valley, and I like Stardew Valley, and it's a known quantity for me. It's good. I have not played Trails of Cold Steel. I haven't heard of it before the past, like, 15 minutes or so. I mean, it's only, like, two years old. But it sounds more like my kind of game than Stardew Valley, so it's just... <laughs> really, Dylan? This is a question of how much I trust you. I mean, and that's hmm. probably not a lot. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, you dunk on my game of the year pick every time it comes up. That's true. Which one was that? Spider Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Damn. Uh, you know what? It's your birthday. My, my gift to you will be voting for Trails of Cold Steel. Thank you. And, and not laughing the next time you say that your favorite game was Spider-Man. I'm an asshole. I'm a bad person. That's what I'm learning tonight. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> and no. that was right. just of 2018. It's not my sure, favorite no, game. Sure, no, of course. Of course. Hey, speaking of which, uh, Chelsea, how... Or no, uh, Brannigan, how does uh, Trails of Cold Steel compare to Marvel's Spider-Man? The game oh, that some um... would say is the best game of the previous year. Uh, well, I, I gotta go with, uh, your previous argument for Stardew Valley, where I've actually played, uh, Spider-Man, yeah. and while the other one sounds like a fun game, I know I liked Spider-Man, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna go with Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, Dylan. So, Spider-Man's fun, and has a lot of good, like, gameplay elements. Spider-Man's really copish in that. He is a cop. And in this one, you are kind of part of the military, so it, uh... Yeah, that doesn't really... But this one's more character focused and mm -hmm. that pushes the story forward so i'll still go with trails of cold steel okay okay that is one for each crystal trails of cold steel chelsea love that spider-man all right that's a tie i said i liked spider-man just fine i thought it was like a solid like b uh so i'm gonna go with trails of cold steel which is really rocking it up this list Chelsea, how does it compare to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, the fighting game with all of your favorite Nintendo heroes? Smash. 
Alright, Crystal. Super Smash Brothers. Dylan. Yeah, Super Smash Brothers. Alright, and Brannigan. Uh, also Super Smash Brothers. Heck yeah. Alright, Trails of Cold Steel is stopped. It is locked into the top 100 <laughs> at this point. Uh, but it's moving down to number 26. Brannigan, how does it compare to Chibi Robo Plug Into Adventure? The adventure game where you're a tiny little robot friend who has to clean up after a family. Chibi Robo. Okay. Wait, who, who said that? I think Crystal said that, but I thought you would ask me. <laughs> That's I did ask you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I messed up. <laughs> I was I was reading a text message when when you said it, so I was also not sure. But sure. Uh, <laughs> sorry. No, no problem. Uh, my answer is uh, Trails of. Uh, Cold Steel. Okay, so that's one for each so far. Dylan. Chibiro was really, really cute. Yeah. Trials of Cold Steel really made me fall in love with like all nine characters, and that was impressive, so Trails of Cold Steel. Okay, that is two for Trails of Cold Steel. Chelsea. Chibi-Robo. Yeah, that's a tie. Yeah, I think I gotta go with the novelty of Chibi-Robo. It's it's cute, and it's, it's a little different than, than a lot of other stuff that you play. Uh, which moves Trails of Cold Steel down to number 30. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare against a game from our last birthday episode, Style Savvy Trendsetters? A game where you design fashions for people? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Man, what if they made a Style Savvy game where you did, like, dog fashion? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, Style Savvy. Alright, Crystal. Style Savvy. Okay, that's two for Style Savvy. Dylan. So they are both big multi-games Japanese franchises, but I'm still going to go Trails of Cold Steel. Sure, of course. Uh, Alright, and Brannigan. Uh, yeah, Trails of Cold Steel. Okay, that ties it. I think, uh, you know what, that was like two whole weeks ago. I think Heaven's Birthday Magic has faded until next year. Uh, and the, the sigil of protection that it placed over Style Savvy is gone. <laughs> So I'm going to have to vote for Trails of Cold Steel. Great. Is Chelsea hissing? <laughs> Was that what I heard? No, I'm just, I'm just laughing. Okay. <laughs> All right, Brannigan, how does Trails of Cold Steel compare to game number 28, Thief the Dark Project, otherwise known as Thief Gold, the seminal entry in the first-person immersive sim genre? You're a sneaky bandit named... What's his name, Chelsea? Not it's not Geralt. That's the other. That's the Witchman. It starts oh with the G. Oh God! It's been so long since I played a thief. You play Garrett. as Gary. Gar yeah. Garrett. Garrett. That's there it. we go. Yeah. You, you remember <laughs> it because you probably garrote people in that game. <laughs> uh, you asked me, right? Yeah. Okay. They they both sound fun, but I think I'd be uh I'd be less bad at uh, Trail of Cold Steel. Okay. Dylan. Yeah, I'm really bad at stealth games, so sticking with Trails of Cold Steel. Alright, Crystal. T-H-1-E-F. <laughs> Chelsea? Thief. Alright, that is two and two. Yeah, I gotta go for Thief. I like sneaking. Which moves Trails of Cold Steel down to number 29 for one last showdown. Chelsea, how does it compare to Animal Crossing New Leaf? Again, pretty sure I know how you're voting. Well... Yeah? Animal Crossing. Alright. Crystal? Trails of Cold Steel. Alright, that is one for each. Dylan? 
uh, Trails of Cold Steel, although I have put hundreds of hours into Animal Crossing. <laughs> All right. And uh, Brannigan. Uh, I'm going to tie it up with Animal Crossing. <sighs> All right. Well, I'll, uh... Yeah, yeah, all right, Animal Crossing. I feel like I recognize that both these games are very good, but also I don't have that much of a dog in this fight. That's fair. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Animal Crossing by an inch, which means that Trails of Cold... Or let's get the full title. Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel is placed at number 30, directly above Style Savvy Trendsetters, directly below Animal Crossing New Leaf. It is in the top 100... Which means that, uh, what lost... Oh, Rogue Galaxy is no longer part of the top 100. Top 50. Yeah, it's part of the... It's part of the top 30, even. <laughs> yeah, what... Well, let's see, what fell out of top 50? Earthbound is no longer a top 50 game. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, so far you have, Listen, uh... science has failed us long ago. <laughs> Peer review. <laughs> It'll happen in another, what, 30 episodes? Something like that. Alright, let's move on to the next game. Uh, We've got Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. The game that everyone thinks we have on this list already because we have Star Wars the Old Republic. Which is three-fourths of the reason I picked it. Great. (laughs) Anything to make this show more confusing. Exactly. Tell me about Knights of the Old Republic. So it's a Bioware RPG. um, Mm -hmm. One of, like, their first big for their story push. Yeah. Uh, it's based on uh, the combat is going to be based on actually like Dungeons and Dragons third edition. Okay. It's kind of fun. There's like uh, dice going on in the background, but the big selling point on it is really the story itself. It's a mm. area of Star Wars that was, you know, kind of unknown before this game that has been launched into one of the bigger things that people were obsessed with from Legends. Right. Um, it's a bar. About Darth Malak and Darth Revan, um, you spend the whole game as a uh, guy with amnesia, and at, you know as the game goes on, you develop your Force powers and become a Jedi or Sith, whatever you choose. It's up to you. It's got the hilarious Bioware levels of choice. Mm-hmm. Where I think this is the one where you find a guy stuck in a locker, and one of the options is literally just light your lightsaber through the locker. Jeez, <laughs> like it's it, it it's ridiculous. It's very in the uh, in the second one you can uh, use uh, uh, force persuade to uh, make some guys give you their money, and then they like jump, they throw themselves over a ledge. Yeah. <laughs> I love all video games have such deep, morally gray narrative design. But it it really does have multiple endings based on decisions and, you know, it had romance options. But this is a game from, like, you know, 2003, so that was still pretty right. novel. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of the games that made people love Bioware before Bioware decided didn't want people to love it anymore. Sure. I don't know if they decided that. <laughs> this is kind of like... This game has a sassy robot? This yeah, game does H- have a very H- sassy assassin robot, and he is fantastic. HK-47, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you big Star Wars head, Dylan? I am. Oh, nice. 
I used to read all the novels and stuff. I I don't have. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. I'm just like, uh huh, yeah, that makes sense. I I, 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 really I understand why you like Star, Star Wars. Head. I have a like Star Wars a tattoo. Lot of content for me. Yeah. Jason. Sorry, what were you saying, Brandon? Oh, I have a Star Wars tattoo. I'm I'm Ooh. a bit of a fan myself. Oh dang, we got yeah. all, we, we got we got two Star Wars heads in here. I don't yeah. have the tattoo, That's... but I did read the entire Young Jedi series and loved Jason and Jaina Solo. I never read those ones, but I read um, the ones um, with uh, with young uh, Obi Wan, and then ones with young Anakin. Um, those were pretty fun too. <laughs> yeah. It was fun watching Jason Solo become a Sith later on, just because the Solo, the Skywalker clan can't not be evil at some point. <laughs> yeah. Bringing right. what's the tattoo of? Oh, um, it's uh, the uh, uh, like Rebel Alliance symbol, and then underneath in uh, in Arabesh, it says uh, Rebel Scum. Nice. That's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's figure out where this other Star Wars game fits onto this list. My TV keeps trying to get me to buy this game. It's a it's one of those smart televisions which I guess can play video games. Oh, we- and on weird. the home screen there's like, hey, you want to buy Knights of the Old Republic for like six bucks and play another- it on the TV? This is weird. This was released on iPads it- and I played it in college again instead of taking notes in class because, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still have the original Xbox version, and then I also bought it on sale on Steam, so I could have it on my computer too. Yeah, I had the yeah. like disc with that came with like ten Star Wars games for like twenty bucks. <laughs> nice. Jeez. All right, let's figure out where this belongs in the list. We're gonna start at number two eighty nine. Uh, Brannigan, how does Knights of the Old Republic compare to Pokemon Red version America? It's the American uh, version of Pokemon <laughs> Red. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic. All right, Dylan. Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Was this game considered pretty graphically impressive at the time? Yes. Because this is an Xbox exclusive, and I remember this being touted as like, see, the Xbox has RPGs too, but I don't feel like this visually holds up as well as, say, Final Fantasy X. It's not amazing, but it's not, like, awful. Uh, I guess I'll vote for Star Wars. All right. Chelsea? Pokemon. Okay. Star Wars rises up much like st- much like Skywalker will this December in a theater near you. I'm like I'm off my game tonight, I think. I I'm feel like it's later a, than usual too. I'm usually such a comedic genius. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chelsea, how does Knights of the Old Republic compare to number 145 Illusion of Gaia, the SNES action game? The adventure about Gaia and the illusions thereof. Gaia luge. All right, uh, Crystal. Illusion of Gaia. Dylan. I actually really like Illusion of Gaia, so I guess I'll go for that. Okay, and uh, Brannigan. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic. All right, Illusion of Gaia takes it, uh, which means that Knights of the Old Republic is struck down, but maybe it'll rise twice as powerful as you can imagine i don't i've only seen those movies a couple times a piece all right uh brannigan how does star wars compare to number 217 quack uh this is an arcade game that's essentially just duck hunt but it predates duck hunt by about a decade uh i'll go with the uh, kotor all right 
Uh, Dylan. So, Quack is the one where they literally painted the bushes onto the screen, right? Right, they couldn't actually, they didn't have the processing power to render a background or a foreground, so they just painted grass and a tree on a glass pane in front of the screen. That is hilarious, but I'll still go KOTOR. Alright, that's two for KOTOR. Uh, Crystal. Quack. Alright, and Chelsea. Uh, Knights. Okay. I like, I, I'm excited to see just how many more ways we can find to abbreviate Star Wars colon Knights of the Old Republic before we're done. Uh, Alright, that moves KOTOR up to number 181. Chelsea, how does it compare to The Witness, a first-person puzzle adventure Ugh. game by Jonathan Blow, a real prick? What did, uh, now, I've heard you guys talk about him, but I'm not familiar with him. What stupid thing did he say? Uh, he's got, I think the most recent one was him talking about how, you know, the only reason that there, like, aren't that many women in tech is that women are just naturally not as inclined to be good at tech. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think one time when he talked, like, when there was an argument about, like, work-life balance and, like, not burning people out, he argued that, well, Martin Luther King never took days off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really convenient how all of the social and material conditions of 21st century America are actually hard-coded into human DNA. Right? It's really interesting that way, that we're actually... Society is the best it can possibly ever be, because this is how we're naturally inclined to be. Weird how that worked out, coincidentally. Uh, anyway, Chelsea the Witness or uh, KOTOR? Nights in the Dreams. Great. <laughs> Crystal? The Witness. It's one for each. Dylan? Swakotter. Alright. And Brannigan? Uh, KOTOR. Alright. Uh, KOTOR moves up. Number 163. <clears throat> Brandon, how does it compare to Blinks the Time Sweeper, another Xbox game? Uh, this time you're just a lovable little cat friend with a vacuum cleaner who's got to solve a bunch of time problems. It's rare for a cat not to be scared of vacuum cleaners, but uh, KOTOR is still better. Okay. Uh, Dylan. Although Blinks was the first 3D game on the Xbox, I'm still going to go to KOTOR. Wait, is that true? That's, no, they that bragged that it was 3D. That time was the... Was it 4D? Oh, the first 4D game? 4D. <laughs> God damn it. No, you know what? That does ring a bell now that you say that. Is that even true? It bragged... Yeah, it was one of these. I watched uh, Nitro Rad did an episode on it. Uh, I mean, I, I think Blinks was like a launch game for the Xbox. It was. No, though it was 2002, second holiday. Oh, okay. When did Time Splitters come out? Splitters. This is important now, apparently. Two thousand. So it was on. It was on Xbox, though. Yeah, that's the question. So it did call itself the first four D, and Blinks Two said it was the first five D. That's where mm. I got confused. Uh, according to this, the first time Splitters only came out on PS Two. Uh, second one came out sixteen October two thousand two okay. on Xbox. Blinks came out October seventh. It beat oh, it. Beat it by a couple weeks. <laughs> Uh, good to know that Blink the Time Sweeper wouldn't lie to us. First 4D game on the Xbox. Anyway, you voted uh, KOTOR, right, Dylan? Yeah. Alright. Crystal? Uh, KOTOR. Okay, and Chelsea? Star Wars. Alright, Star Wars moves up to number 154. 
Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Ray Tracers, the PlayStation 1 racing game where you're a cool sports car that's got to get through a track really fast because any time you have left over is dedicated to fighting a tank? Ray Tracers. Chel uh, Crystal. KOTOR. Alright, Dylan. I did emulate Ray Tracers and it is fun as hell. It's really good, is the thing. But still Star Wars. <laughs> sure. Uh, Brannigan. Uh, KOTOR all the way. Okay. Uh, KOTOR takes it and moves up to number 149. Uh, Brannigan, how does it compare to Timon and Pumbaa's Jungle Games, a PC minigame collection starring everyone's favorite meerkat and warthog? Um, oh, and I like uh, that right above that is the game it's always uh, confused with, is the Old Republic. Yeah, it's, it's uh, on a collision course. For uh, the Old Republic right now. <clears throat> well, it's certainly better than both of those games, Timon and Pumbaa and uh, the Old Republic. All right. Uh, Dylan, how about you? As good as Puyo Puyo is, uh, yeah, I'm still Star Wars. <laughs> Someone tells me this is maybe not the best Puyo Puyo game. Excuse me, <laughs> it's Pinball. <laughs> All right, uh, that's two for Star Wars, Crystal. Uh, KOTOR. All right, and Chelsea. I was thinking today, I really need to rewatch The Lion King. That's a good movie. Hey, you can... Why rewatch the good old one when you could see the new bad one in theaters now? Because With I would no rather watch the good included. one. Oh, weird. Blinks was not the first time travel game on Xbox. It was beaten <laughs> in Europe on September 27, 2002. <laughs> Shadow of Memories, also known as Shadow of Destiny, North America is an adventure game with time travel game elements. Okay, but okay, Crystal but now here's... was Blinks to the first 5D game. <laughs> here's What's my 5D about? Give me one second. <laughs> ah, here's my question, though. Because, like, yes, that game maybe involves time travel, but Blinks is explicitly about manipulating time to solve puzzles. Does that other game just treat different eras as locations? Because I might argue that's not truly a 4D game in that case. The game keeps two digital clocks, one depicting time in the present day era, another for whichever era Ike time travels to. Okay. The amount of time Ike spends on different eras also passes in the present day one. The cutscenes and dialogue take up varying amounts of in-game time. Yeah, okay, that is that is 4D however you slice it. Never mind. Actions what? taken in one time period affect future ones. This game sounds cool as fuck. Put it that on game the list. does actually sound really good. What's it called? It's called Shadow of Memories. Shadow of Memories. Yeah, I'm adding it to the list right now. Uh, developed by Konami. Oh. Hmm. Anyway. The main okay, it says exactly time and space. Like I'm pretty sure it was not the first game to involve space. <laughs> right. Okay. Knights of the Old Republic is moving up to number 147. Chelsea, how does it compare to Ye 7, the seventh game in a franchise that I guess has some ties to Paths of Steel? Trails of Cold Steel. Trails of Cold Steel. Sorry. Yeah. I never actually voted for the last one, but I was going to vote for Knights. Oh, sorry. It, it had won already, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what was the vote? E7. Oh. Uh, Star Wars. All right. That's one for Star Wars. Crystal. KOTOR. All right. Dylan? Yeah, I'd rather play KOTOR. Okay. And Brannigan? Also KOTOR. Okay. Uh, KOTOR wins unanimously. It is now officially better than The Old Republic. Woo! All right. Uh, I believe this is the last game it's going up against. Brannigan, how does it fare against number 146, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, 
uh, a Sega Genesis Puyo Puyo clone using all of your friends from the Saturday Morning Sonic cartoon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, KOTOR is uh, a, a lot more uh, long-term fun than that. Okay, alright. Dylan? I agree, only because this is Poyo Poyo 1, apparently, based off that last birthday episode. <laughs> right. Alright, uh, Crystal? <clears throat> KOTOR. Okay, and Chelsea? Rude Beans. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going for the Rude Beans, but we're outvoted. Uh, which means that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is placed at number 146, directly above Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, directly below Illusion of Gaia. Uh, top 150? That ain't bad. Forbidden Fruit no longer in the top 150. It, it beat its main rival. That's That was what was important. Yeah, the, the fight that you wanted to happen didn't actually happen because it didn't need to. That's still okay. Right, it, it, it won out. Our next Under game. zero, dropped out of the top 570. <laughs> <laughs> Our next game is Mario Kart Double Dash, which you know I think a lot of people are probably familiar with this one, but Dylan, give us a breakdown. Uh, so this was the GameCube entry in Mario Kart. Y- you have two of the level Mario Kart people riding in a cart together. Yeah. They have uh, special items only to them, which is a fun aspect of this game. Mm-hmm. And, like, each one can hold items, and it's, in my opinion, the best Mario Kart. Yeah, hey, why have they never brought that mechanic into later Mario Karts? Why can't you tag team on any other Mario Kart game? I mean, I ask that literally every time a Mario Kart's released. I don't understand why that's not at least, like, an optional mode. Well, that would make Double Dash less special. Just like, you can't have a falling Pokemon again, because that will make Kart Gold less special. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's, it's like, just out like... F-Zero, it's like... They can't make a new one because <laughs> what what would be the like the new hook? I love I love that they have said they can't make another F Zero because they don't have a good idea for a gimmick for it, as if that's ever stopped them. Yeah, but no, everybody loves the double dash thing. Like it's makes it a fun party game. It makes it easier to get like kids or people that aren't as good at games involved because you don't have to do as much when you're like the the shotgun person i mean yeah that's a great aspect of it too i've played it with my little cousin because we can do it as one cart and he just rides on the back right and they're just in charge of throwing items exactly and then yeah it bah. no they need to bring the double dashing back and hence why i think it's the best mario kart especially, i mm, go ahead, especially since like now the switch can like support way more controllers than like uh that's true yeah gamecube yeah, Give way more people in there. Yeah. I would say Best Mario Kart is a tough tough race between this one and eight. They're both really good. They are both great. But yeah, the yeah. The double dashing mechanic is good stuff. Uh let's figure out just how good that stuff is. Uh and place it. It is starting at number two eighty eight. Uh Chelsea, how does Mario Kart double dash compare to Poems by Heart? A mobile game that uh, helps you memorize poetry. Double Dash. Alright, Crystal. Would you be willing to pay $60 for a game called Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Edition that had this feature? Mm. Um, Probably not, just because I don't have a lot of, like, local video game friends these days. So I wouldn't, like, if I did, I would think real hard about it, yeah. Uh, poems by heart, then. All right. 
That's two for Pokemon's by heart. Uh, Dylan. Mario Kart. Double dash. Okay. Uh, Brannigan. Uh, double dash. All right. Double dash takes it and moves up to number 143. Brannigan, how does it fare against Super Mario Party, another classic Nintendo Party franchise? This one's on the Switch, and it's about as good as Mario Party's ever going to get. Um, that's uh, difficult. Uh, can, can you come back to me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Dylan. I'd much rather cart than party. Okay, okay. Crystal. Mario Kart. Chelsea. This is hard. Okay. I think I'm going to party. Oh, damn. All right. Uh, Brannigan, I'll come back around to you. Uh, I guess party. All right. That ties it. Uh, Dylan, I am going to be your, your double dashing friend here, because I would also rather cart than party. Yeah. <laughs> going to be double dash partners. <laughs> For now, as we drive on up to number 71. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea, how does it compare to Rocksmith, all new 2014 edition remastered, a rhythm game that teaches you how to really play guitar? Through rhythm game stuff and also some fun mini games that focus on special guitar and techniques. Double dash. Crystal. Double dash. Alright. Dylan. Double dash. Alright. And Brannigan. Also double dash. Okay. So, who wants to play some. Uh, how does it do against some bullshit minigame nonsense? Oh, I don't know. It's a split vote. How does it do against the one that teaches you a real life skill? Oh, definitely. It's double dash. <laughs> double dash. Does it? I don't, learn, I don't play video games to learn skills. I do it to play video games. My, listen, I have not dug super deep. My understanding is Rocksmith teaches you to play guitar about as well as any other self-teaching tool. Yeah. A lot of it is, you know, you're going to get out how much you put in. So it doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds really cool, but that doesn't sound as fun as... That's fair. ...as partying or carding. That's fair, that's fair. Uh, Brannigan, how does Double Dash compare to Mar Pokemon Emerald version? <laughs> the ultimate edition of Pokemon... Super Mario Ruby Pokemon Emerald version. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's a Rayquaza on the box on this one. Um, I don't think I played Emerald. I think I played Ruby, but I'm gonna go with Double Dash. All right, uh, Dylan. If this was Mario Emerald version and Mario and Rayquaza was hanging out, maybe. But I'm going <laughs> yeah. Double Dash. Okay, that's two for Double Dash. Crystal. Double Dash. Chelsea. Uh, Kart. All right, Mario Kart takes it unanimously, moves up to number eighteen. Chelsea, how does it do against Super Mario Galaxy 2, uh, the sequel to Super Mario Galaxy that, you know, remixes and retwists a whole bunch of levels and just really pushes the design philosophies of the first game to the extreme in a way that I think is pretty cool? Galaxy. All right. Crystal. Super Mario Galaxy 2. Dylan. So I really like Galaxy 2. Okay. And you can technically play that two-player. Right. But this is just, you know, this is more fun when you have people together and it's something that you can, you know, get other people who aren't necessarily into games in it. So, Double Dash. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brannigan. 
Double dash. <sighs> that ties it. Now here's the thing. Mario Galaxy 2 is one of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. But Dylan did just make a very strong point that, you know, it, it's basically a single-player game. That two-player is bad. Uh, Double Dash brings people together. It's brought people together for decades. And while I really love Mario Galaxy 2, the things I love the most about it are a little inaccessible. It gets very hard, especially in, like, the secret second half, where you gotta basically break the game to get at stuff. And I do really love Double Dash. It's a great game. I think if I'm saying which one do I like better, it's Galaxy 2. But I think if I'm saying which one is the better game, it's probably Double Dash. So What's the difference between those things? Uh, arguably, very little. I would say that Mario Galaxy 2 specifically appeals to the things that I like personally. Okay. And, you know, all criticism is subjective at some point, so that's kind of true of anything that I would, like say is good but i think that the appeal for double dash is a little more universal okay. in a way that i think i think it hits the same level of quality while also managing to cast a wider net as to who it like brings into it and i, I think see. that is i think that is a goal worth commending so i'm gonna give it to double dash also it's dylan's birthday <laughs> And if, I, if I'm going to vote against Style Savvy, which is Heaven's Birthday game, on the basis that it's not her birthday anymore, then i got to do the same thing to mine, right? This is my <laughs> birthday game two years ago. That's only fair. I've balanced the universe by doing this. Which means the Double Dash is moving up to number nine. It is now a contender for the top ten. Uh, Brannigan, how does it fare against The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, a dark and surreal entry in the Zelda franchise where Link has to relive the same three days over and over to save a doomed world from an angry moon? Um, I'm a really big fan of The Legend of Zelda games and the Mario Kart games, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to be honest, I never actually played Double Dash, um, but I, I was really bad at Majora's Mask, but okay. I still think I have to vote for that one because everybody else seems to really love it, and it's probably a better game than Double Dash. Okay. Alright. Uh, Dylan. So I love Majora's Mask. Yeah. And I just listened to the Book of Majora episode on it, which made me actually love it more. But as far as accessibility goes, it's another situation where it's really good, but it's a little obtuse at first. Sure. Yeah. And it's definitely not uh, new gamer friendly, which I think Double Dash really is. It's great to pull, like like I said, it's great to pull everyone in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that I'll I'll say Double Dash. But okay. It's a so lot. That is closer. one. For, yeah, that is one for each. Crystal, how about you? The Majora Mask. All right, Chelsea. Zelda. Thank you so much for not making me have to break the tie, Chelsea. <laughs> God. What a gift you've given me on this Dylan's birthday. Yeah. Double Dash moves down to number 13. Chelsea, how does it fare against Resident Evil 4? A game that I'm continuing to be sad that it's not in the top 10 anymore because I don't get to do that very often. I'm glad you got to do it this episode. Yeah. You yeah. can choose to do it after every episode. <laughs> Ah, it's not authentic. 
You could do top 13 just so you could say it. <laughs> you could just do number 10, Mother 3, and number 13, Resident right. Evil 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Chelsea? Uh, um, Resident Evil. Okay. Uh, Crystal? Resi. Dylan? Yeah, Resident Evil 4 is literally my favorite game of all time. It's only not up here because it was already on the list. Right. Okay. Brannigan? Uh, uh, Double Dash. Okay. Um, wait a second. Did I vote backwards? Chelsea, what did you vote for? Uh, I voted Resident Evil. Okay. Then Resident Evil wins it. Bah. Sorry. Uh, Double Dash moves down to number 15. Brannigan, how does it compare to Near Automata, the action game about very sad, very horny robots? Um, I never played it, but that that sounds a little more uh, involved than Double Dash. I'll go with yeah. Near Automata. All right, Dylan. Uh, Double Dash, although Near is a great game. <laughs> sure, Crystal. If we're talking about accessibility to a wide audience as a virtue, right? Near Automata does have a difficulty mode where it will do all the fighting for you automatically. That's true. Which is how I played it and enjoyed it very much. Yeah. So I'll vote for it. Okay. Uh, Chelsea. Sad robots. All right. Nier takes it. And Double Dash continues to move down to number 16. Chelsea, how does it fare against Tokyo Jungle, the side-scrolling survival game where you're a Pomeranian or whatever the hell other animal you want to be trying to make it through the harsh wilds of a post-apocalyptic Tokyo? Tokyo Jungle. Crystal. Tokyo Jungle. Dylan. This is that weirdest shit game that you really liked, right? Yeah. Uh, it is weird as shit, and I do really like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I haven't played it, so that weighs a little bit. Right. I'm going to say Double Dash, but okay, it, this game That's... really does intrigue me. Yeah, for sure. It's two to one so far. Uh, Brannigan. Uh, Tokyo Jungle sounds amazing. I would love to play that game. All right. Tokyo Jungle takes it, uh, which means that Double Dash continues to Double Dash backwards to number 17. Uh, Brandon, how's it do against Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, a game we Uh, talked about already? Yeah, I'd rather play Super Smash. Dylan. Yeah, the best Smash is better than the best Mario Kart. All right. Crystal. If we're talking about accessibility to a wide audience, something that you can get even kids who aren't that good at video games to play, right? you can always set a CPU player in Super Smash Bros. and give the child the controller. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. If they're young enough, they won't know the difference. So my vote is Smash. Great. Chelsea. You can also just use barbecue sauce. What? What? I'm sorry? <laughs> so, you, so you can also just use barbecue sauce? Uh-huh. I'm going to need some elaboration on that one. Watched a great video at some point uh, explaining Smash Brothers, but with food. And uh-huh. they get, they compared uh, like Smash to like a cooking competition, and it, turning on items is just using barbecue sauce. Oh, I see. Because that just makes it easy. Anyway... I- I love that you just said a reference to a YouTube video you watched. One time, not even recently. With the, 
with the presumption that everyone would know what you're talking about. No, I had no presumption that anyone would know what I was talking about. I just you know what? Say fair. It. Entirely fair. Anyway, how do you vote? Uh, ultimate. All right. Uh, ultimate takes it, and Double Dash moves down, and it is placed at number 18, directly above Super Mario Galaxy 2, directly below Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, yeah, top 20, because I guess we're just really getting granular with what numbers every entry breaks this time. The Shiva, no longer a top 20 game. Uh, what else fell out of the top 100? Astyanax. What? Why was that in the top 100? What is that? Liquid Last Game. It looked alright. It was just some, like, arcade platformer combat thing. It's good. All right. Okay. Pong is at risk of falling out of the top 100 next, depending on how good this la- uh, one of these last two games Dylan has is. Speaking of which, Dylan, talk to me about Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of a New World. So this is a sequel to Tales of Symphonia from uh, the GameCube. Uh, this one's on the Wii. And at the end of Tales of Symphonia, you combined uh, like these two worlds to save them both. And this one kind of deals with the uh, repercussions of that, of combining these two completely wor- different worlds has just obliterated the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You know, places that were once oasises are now like completely desert, or like mountains have appeared out of nowhere, cutting off made trade routes. And okay. uh, you play as Emil. Uh, he's kind of like a coward and really kind of awkward in the beginning. And he's out on a uh, kind of minor adventure, trying to dip his toe into whether he wants to go out and do this. Uh-huh. And he comes back, and Lloyd, the main character from the first one, has destroyed his village, murdered his parents, killed everyone who shit. was there. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, so I, I never finished Tales of Symphonia, the first game. Does Lloyd become a bad guy by the end? I mean, that's a big plot point in this one of, like, you... As you play through it, you meet up with, like, all of the previous party, uh, members of Lloyd's party. And they're all like, no, Lloyd's a great guy. He wouldn't do that. And you're like, well, he did. Oh, man. Damn. Some Art the Lad shit. I'm into it. And uh, you end up fighting Lloyd a couple times throughout it. Like, as, like, you've gotten stronger, you're like, yeah, I'm badass. And then he just wrecks your shit. Mm-hmm. Because he has the stats from, like, at the very end of the game. So he- Right, right. And he uses, like, similar moves to you, and just... Uh... And there's twists as it goes on, but it's... It's a Tales game, so it does do that kind of... Circle combat, but you do get to have the ability to have, like... To recruit monsters while you play through in the combat. And it can be multiplayer during those. So you can mm-hmm. uh, you can actually do, like, a... Couch co-op for an RPG, and that's really neat in and of itself... Yeah. And it, it's just really interesting traveling this world that you kind of know from the last one. Uh-huh. Uh, some locations are still the same, but you go there and they're completely different. And it, it just becomes... It's really interesting. It yeah, that's cool. Was what really yeah. sold me on the Tales series as a whole. Nice. That Yeah, that sounds rad. I've never been like a Tales person. Is anyone else other than Dylan? Uh, I played the first one, but... Uh-huh. Um, like uh like 15 years ago and right. i never beat it 
when you say first so, uh, one, do you mean like Symphonia or like Tales of Destiny? Uh, Tales of Symphonia. I meant uh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know people like these games a lot. There is a credible rumor that the final two characters for Smash Brothers are Lloyd Irving and Crash Bandicoot. What? I haven't heard that one. Oh, this person who said it correctly predicted uh, Erdrick and Banjo-Kazooie as the next two. Alright. Well, that's... Lloyd yeah, is a really right. cool character. Yeah, here we go. Game facts. Lloyd Irving and Crash Bandicoot are coming. So, alright. Well, there you go, anyway. Luke. You've got to play the first one, and then maybe the second one. I, I guess so. I'll have to. Does Lloyd uh, have something to distinguish him from other sword boys? Yeah, what's Irving's like, combat gimmick? Uh, he has a lot of uh, aerials that are a big part of the game, as well as, okay. like, a, can, like, use slicing wind attacks to, like, attack from a distance are his big okay. points. But uh, he is a lot of a just regular sword boy. It's a JRPG, a sword boy. but right, right, yeah. Well, you know, honestly, they're they're putting Banjo Kazooie in there. I they could put just dog shit in those last two slots, and I wouldn't complain. I got what I wanted. But yeah, for now, let's place Tales of Symphonia. We are starting at number two eighty eight. Chelsea, how you doing? It's important that this is Tales of Symphonia two, not the first one. You're right. Excuse me. I'm doing okay. Let me ask. How does uh, Tales of Symphonia 2 compare to Sonic Shuffle, a Mario Party-type game starring Sonic and his friends for the Dreamcast? Mario Party. How is this so high? I know it got replaced. Sonic Party. Excuse me. But it's this high? All right. (laughs) Crystal, how do you vote? How high is it? It's like above the old Pokemons. Oh. Anyway, yeah, Crystal. Tales of. Okay. Uh, Dylan. Uh, Tales and Sonic Shuffle got reverse lone wolfed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brannigan. Uh, Tails. Sorry, Sonic, but this time, Tails is the winner. Boo. Nice. Right. <laughs> uh, Tails moves up to number 143. Brannigan, how does it compare to Lego DC Super Villains, one of the more recent Lego games where you. Play as all your favorite baddies from the world of DC comic books. Um, I'm going to go with Tails. All right. Dylan. Yeah, Dawn of the New World. All right. Uh, Crystal. Tails. And Chelsea. What's up, I guess? Lego DC Supervillains. Oh, Lego. All right. Uh, Tails takes it and moves up to number 71. Chelsea, how does it fare against Granny's Garden 2007? A game where you're an old woman with a shotgun who has to kill the frogs that are raining on her garden. Tails. Crystal. Tails. Alright. Dylan. Yeah, Dawn of the New World. How is this this high? I think probably on the strength of its uh, elevator pitch. Uh, Brannigan? Uh, Tails. Alright, Tails takes it and moves up. It's number 35. Uh, Brannigan, how does it compare to Hitman 2016, the sandbox assassination game where you, as a bald assassin, has to infiltrate places with your cool 
barcode tattoo and murder people. Uh, that sounds fun, but I'm a lot more intrigued by uh, Tails. All right. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, Tails. Okay. Crystal. Tails. And Chelsea. Uh, Hitman. All right. Tails takes it and moves up to number 18. Dylan, I, I hate to say it, you objectively have fantastic taste. Why do you hate to say it? <laughs> well, because as we've established, I've made fun of his game of the year relentlessly. Ah, that's true, yes. <laughs> and yep. like the whole uh, thing that Dylan was looking forward to getting told his opinions suck. You know, that's what my last game that I love is for. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chelsea, how does uh, Tales of Symphonia 2 compare to Mario Kart Double Dash? Double Dash. All right. Crystal. Tails. Alright. Dylan? If we go solely by hours in the game, double Uh dash. But... Right. I think Tails builds on the first game in such an interesting way that really draws you in uh, that I have to go with it. Alright. Brannigan? Uh, I'm also going to go with Tails. Okay. Tails takes it and moves up to number 10. Brannigan, how's it do against Mother 3, the cult smash hit uh, GBA game, never legally localized in America, where you play as a very sweet boy who has a very sad life? Um, well, I've never played either, but I'm gonna go with the one I know more about, I think, possibly, Okay. and that's Tales of Symphonia. Alright, Dylan. So I love Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World. Um, yeah. Mother 3 really affected me emotionally at the end, so I'm going to have to go with that. that, that okay. That's just a great game. Yeah, that is one for each. Crystal, how about you? Tales. Chelsea. I'm sorry, could you repeat who you play as in Mother 3? I said you play as a very sweet boy with a very sad life. You do? Yeah. You sure you about against- that? What do you got against Lucas? No, I mean, like, are you... I don't remember ever playing Lucas as you, when you, I was playing that game. I played as true, his dad. I played as yeah. a local thief man. It, it starts off you're playing as a lot of side characters, and then it all kind of comes together with you playing as Lucas as the leader of that whole party. Okay. Luke, can I change my vote? Yeah, to what? To Tails? Oh, right. <laughs> 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 it's of a I mean, if we can change it to anything, I'd like to put uh, Minecraft in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, this is a write-in situation. <laughs> anyway, Chelsea, yeah, how do you vote? Uh, um, <clears throat> mother. Alright, I just want to verify this vote real quick, because this is a top ten lock-in now. Ch- Crystal, you voted Tails, right? Uh-huh. And Dylan, you changed your vote to Tails? Yeah, I was thinking about it. The opening scene where you see, like, I was just looking at the cutscene, when you see, like, Lloyd mm. burning down your village is yeah, really, really interesting. Why did sure. you do that? Uh, it, it's a big spoiler for the game. I don't really want to... Okay. Yeah, yeah it, it's like one of the final twists of the game as to why that happened. This is a pretty good, re- is a pretty good satisfying uh, explanation. I, I like it. Okay. All right, all right. And, and you also voted Tails, right? Yes, I did. All right. Uh, that means that Tails wins. It is officially a top ten game of all time. Uh, 
Brannigan, how does it compare to Celeste, the high difficulty, uh, like, 8 bit looking platformer released last year where you play as the name of the girl from Celeste who I'm blanking on, but she has depression and it's a fun game about her learning to cope with it. What is her name? Oh my god, Madeline, there we go. There we go. Um, like a that, sounds, that sounds interesting, but I think I'd prefer Tales of Symphonia. Alright, alright. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, uh... <sighs> Top five are hard, Luke. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Celeste, as someone who's dealt with depression myself, it was really... I, I, it really affect. It was re- very good. Effect, yes, I can't even word. Yes, Celeste. Okay. All right. Uh, that is one for each. Crystal. What's the other depression game that came out recently? Uh oh. Uh, sea of Solitude. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, because I feel like all all of the reactions to that game on the gaming <clears throat> podcast I listeners like. Ah, here we go again. Another game where you run from a monster that represents your depression. Yeah. I was like, damn, Celeste, good thing you came out when you did. Well, it also helps that Celeste, even if you ignore the story completely, is, like, mechanically really engaging. Whereas Sea of Solitude sounds like it's just the story and the visuals. Uh, my vote is for Tails. Okay. Uh, so that is two for Tails, one for Celeste. Chelsea. Celeste. All right, uh, yeah, that ties it. I'm I'm Celeste all the way. Love that Celeste. Uh, which means that Tails moves down to number seven. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Grim Fandango? Yeah, hey, I was uh, the main advocate for this one. Oh, nice! A widely beloved point-and-click adventure game where you play as a fun skeleton man who's like a—is he a travel agent? Is that his thing? Man, it's been a dead. while since I played that game. He's like some kind of like, he's, yeah, I think he's kind of a travel agent. I, I, if I remember right, the joke is he's like the travel agent, but he books you on destinations to the world of the dead. Yeah, that's pretty much the joke. What, I, yeah, when you die. I think so. That's what I remember. <laughs> Let's call it correct. Uh, yeah, so Grim Fandango or Tails. Ah, uh, dang it, that's the wrong link. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, you did. You did just link us to a fun tweet of a cat like belting out the lines to a song from the musical Cats. Well, now I have to watch this. Well, it's not. No, it's just someone uh, captioned a picture of a cat with that. Oh, that's less fun. Yeah, I think everyone's really just got a lot of cats mania in them since that trailer came out yesterday. What, what are you linking me to? You you sent me some a, a package of Madeline cookies from Archer Farms. They're tiny Madeline treats. Cookie is like the Celeste okay. girl. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so how do you vote on Grim Fandango? <laughs> you finally remember the name. It was like, oh yeah, like cookies. <laughs> I had to justify that with the right? link. Right. That's Give fair. Grim Fandango. How do you vote on... Thank you. <laughs> Crystal. Tales. That's one for each. Dylan. Uh, Tales of Symphonia. All right. Uh, Brannigan. Um, I'm also going to go with Tails. All right. Tails takes it and moves up to number six for its final contention. Brannigan, how does it do against the missing J.J. Macfield in the Island of Memories? A sweary game about a young girl who has to 
go through a difficult journey that involves ripping her body apart and putting it back together over and over again in order to find the woman that she loves. Um, I don't remember that game. That sounds amazing, though. It's so uh, good. Oh, man. Um, uh, can you come back to me? Absolutely. Dylan. This is a game that every time you mention it and, like, describe it, I think, man, I really need to play that game, and I just I, don't. You do. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll vote for The Missing. You, you've really, like, painted a picture and sold it. Good, good job, Luke. Okay. Great. Thank you. Crystal. Tales of Symphonia. All right. That is one for each. Chelsea. The Missing. All right. Coming back to you, Brandon, again. Um... I'm going to go with The Missing. Alright, The Missing takes it. In which case, Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of a New World, is placed at number 7, directly above Grim Fandango, directly below The Missing. Whoop, didn't mean to paste it in every column. Uh, Directly below The Missing. Uh, Mother 3, no longer a top 10 game. Uh, Pong, no longer a top 100 game. Sorry, Crystal. (laughs) Fuck off, Pong. Wow, Pong's the best game on this list. But Luke, it's Pong. <laughs> well, you can argue that case when peer review comes around again. Alright, we got one last game to go here. A, a game that goes by the title of Dying Light. Dylan, I have heard of this game. I thought it sounded neat. I've had it on my Steam wish list for years, but never bothered to buy it. Talk to me about Dying Light. Dying Light is great. It's, uh... You got zombies, you got parkour... That's the main selling point of it. It does have a story, but that's really right. kind of tertiary. The, the idea is that, like, it's got a day-night cycle, and then at night the zombies are really bad, right? Yeah, at night it's pretty much becomes impossible to fight them. If you get caught out at night, you have to run and hide. And Yeah. Depending on the difficulty, they're difficult to fight during the day, so you can make it where it's, like, genuinely... like Right. If you're playing on normal, you can fight some of the zombies at night, and it's less of a you know a little less interesting but if you're playing right. it on like hard or like in the higher difficulties it becomes just like constantly checking the watch you hear the beeps start happening for night and it's just like oh my god I'm I've I've made a horrible mistake I'm I'm done let me ask you this cuz I feel like zombie survival games are a pretty like well trodden territory what is it that makes dying light special so the big selling points on it is, it's made it's it's similar to the uh, Dead Island games, which were okay, but they had a lot of mm-hmm. problems. Right. And this is basically Dead Island with no none of the problems. They've pretty much fixed all of those. It's added parkour, so like you can travel on rooftops, but your items still get damaged as you use them. So you have to constantly maintain that. Okay. Okay. And it, it's it, it is a fairly well. Uh, trodden area, but you can have up to four people playing together. That's cool. Like like I said, it is uh, the parkour is one of the big selling points, and first-person parkour is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Titanfall's a good game, so I mean, by the transitive property, so must this... When did Titanfall come out? Uh, 20... Chris, you're the big Titanfall fan. When did Titanfall come out? 2014, spring... Okay, so that came out the year before this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dying Light was, I believe, January of 2015. Gotcha. 
but it's the gameplay is the main selling point. I mean, if you want to upgrade kicks and just drop kick literally everything, that's an option to, you can use. There is an upgrade tree, and okay, you can specialize in combat or like uh, building items, so you can like constantly make bombs or your parkour, and it, it it's just a solid. You know, it's it's a solid game. The expansion added like an open area, so it's not as much parkour, but you've you've got like a car to drive through, and it's fun to mow down zombies in a car. Sure. And then it's still got like closed off areas where you know the parkour is a key element. Hmm. Just a real good game. <laughs> How are you feeling excitement wise for the sequel? I'm really really excited. Yeah, uh, there were definitely some problems. You know, not like huge things, but there there were some problems with the first one. There were problems with sure. you know just about everything. So I'm I'm really excited to see how they take it. Uh, the story wasn't the strongest point in the first one, so I'd, I'm really mm-hmm. interested to see if they go in a little more on that. Okay. Okay. But yeah, very good game. All right. This sounds like a pretty good game. Uh, let's figure out how pretty good it is. Do you think Dead Island Two will ever release? No, I think they're just gonna do dying lights. Okay. I, I did like Dead Island though. That's a pretty fun game. All right, we are starting at number two eight eight. Uh, br- uh, no, Chelsea. How does it do against Liquidator Two? Welcome to Hell. Um, the game where you play as Paul Liquidator. And you gotta do some liquidating of some demons. Is that true? No. <laughs> I mean, the second part is. <laughs> and the Paul Liquidator part is true in my heart. Didn't he, uh, he was a guest on the podcast once, wasn't he? Right, yeah. <laughs> God, uh, I guess Dying Light. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Dying Light. Dylan. Dying Light. Okay, and Brannigan. Uh, I'm voting for Paul. Okay, <laughs> noted. Uh, Dying Light moves up to number 143. Brannigan, how does it compare to The Last Guardian, uh, the Team Ico game that was delayed forever, and then when it finally came out, kind of seemed like no one cared anymore. It was I pretty. Did. I cared too. I like this game. It was good. You're you're a, you're a little boy with a giant cat bird griffin and you solve puzzles and go on adventures with them um that sounds cuter than zombies okay uh dylan it is very cute i I did look forward to it for a very long time almost yeah 10 years jesus um but I, i think dying light is just a really solid game uh getting four people together and you know working together and killing zombies and the big mutations is really fun okay god yeah was last card announced for ps3 originally yes yeah. jeez yeah the, that game is notable for being exactly what the original trailers said it would be yeah a lot of games you know they change in development people right. have ambitious ideas they don't deliver on them that game delivered on everything it promised yeah, I mean, that original announcement trailer, a lot of the footage from it looks like it could have been from the final game. 
some yeah. game designer say an acorn will fall in the beginning of the game and grow into a tree by the end. Right. Do they? I mean, that was big. That's a fable. Yeah, thing. fable. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, yeah. All right. Uh, Crystal, Last Guardian or Dying Light? Uh, Last Guardian. All right. That's two for Last Guardian. Chelsea. Um, I guess Last Guardian. All right. Last Guardian takes it. I think that officially makes Dying Light the worst game that Dylan likes. I mean, <laughs> it still could get up to. Yeah. Star it's still Wars. going in the upper. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, you're right. It could beat Kodor still. You're right. Uh, Chelsea, how does Dying Light compare to Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare? Uh, Dying Light. The hit, the hit Call of Duty game that's being remade. Is that, Why? That's this year, right? Yeah, that's this year. I thought that was already remade. Am I insane? Well, no. <laughs> they remastered it. Does oh, it remake uh, it every time they want to make a Call of Duty? Oh, God, I mean, my brain hurts. <laughs> they remastered <laughs> it, and now they're remaking Fuck. Right, they did a remaster of. They just did like Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare HD or whatever, and now they're mm. making Call of Duty colon Modern Warfare, a new game that's basically a remake of this one. It's a reimagining. It's, it's a reimagining. It's not a remake. You're right. Excuse me. Anyway, Crystal, Call of Duty or uh, Dying Light? Um, Call of Duty. Okay, that's one for each. Dylan, I'd rather die some lights. All right. And Brannigan. Um, I was indifferent, but you just made me angry at Call of Duty, so I'm going to go with Dying Light. Same. All right. <laughs> All right, that moves Dying Light up to number 179. Uh, Brannigan, how does it compare to Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the classic Genesis Sonic the Hedgehog game that's, like, one of the only actual good Sonic games? Um, I will go with Dying Light. All right, Dylan. I get this is one of the good Sonic games, and sure. it does add Tails, and we did just spend a lot of time talking about Tails, just not that That's one. That's true. But I don't like Sonic games in general. Hey, you know, as the, the resident Dr. Robotnik, I'm not going to fault you for that. I, I'm going to say Dying Light. Alright, Crystal. Dying Light. And Chelsea. Um, uh, did I hear Sonic? Yeah. What kind of Sonic? Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah, okay. Alright. <laughs> Dying Light takes it and moves up to number 161. Chelsea has a fair against Virtua Fighter. A classic fighting game that I think it was one of the first 3D fighters ever made, both polygonally and mechanically. Dying Light. Alright, Crystal. Dying Light. Dylan. Dying Light. And Brannigan. I will also go with Dying Light. Alright. Dying Light moves up to number 152. Reagan, how's it do against Timon and Pumbaa's Jungle Games? You know what it is. Um, I'm actually kind of a coward, and I think I'd be really scared playing Dying Light, so I'm going to okay. go with Timon and Pumbaa. That sounds like a nice time. All right. Dylan. I mean, if you only go out during the daytime, it's just a, you know, you know fun-slaying zombie game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, uh... Yeah, I'd rather play the mini-games in Dying Light where there's a game around it as well than just minigames. What kind of minigames does Dying Light have? So it's got, like, uh, you have to use, uh, so it's got tests where, like, you kill zombies, but you have to use, like, specific things, and you can use, like, a lure bomb to try to blow up a certain amount at one time, and just, uh-huh, uh-huh. Minigames based around the game mechanics. I gotcha. 
Alright, uh, that is one for each. Crystal. Dying White. Alright, and Chelsea. Uh, uh, pinball. I think we're losing Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a tie. I'm going to go for Dying Light, which moves it up to number 147. Uh, Chelsea, how's it do against Illusion of Gaia? Illusion of Gaia. Crystal. Dying Light. Alright. Dylan. Yeah, Dying Light. And Brannigan. Uh, Dying Light. Alright. Dying Light takes it. So, yep, you know what? I was wrong. Knights of the Old Republic is the worst game you like. You know, uh, that, I, I might not have as bad of taste as I thought starting the episode. <laughs> no, you, listen, we have objectively proven that you have excellent taste. <laughs> you got top. You have top ten taste. Uh, Brannigan, how does Dying Light compare to Super Mario Party? Uh, I'd go with Super Mario Party. Dylan. Uh, Dying Light. Super Mario Party is the best a Mario Party can be, but... Right. That's not that great. I mean, I agree. Crystal? Super Mario Party. And Chelsea? Uh, Super Mario Party. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to be like, okay. (laughs) What enthusiasm. (laughs) Super. Chelsea, we're on our last comparison of the night. You're almost... You know, Mario Party. You sound so tired. I'm, I'm fairly tired. I woke up at like five something this morning. Okay, yeah. Let's let's wrap this up so you can get some sleep. I mean, I probably should stay up pretty late. Well, listen, that's immaterial to our goal here. Chelsea, how does uh, Dying Light compare to Freedom Planet? Yes, Freedom Planet. All right, Crystal. Uh, Dying Light. Okay, Dylan. I don't even like Sonic Inspired Dying Light. All right. And Brannigan. Uh, Freedom. Uh, no, not that one. The one that's not Freedom. Sorry. Dying Light. All right. Dying Light takes it. In which case, it is placed at number 146, directly above Freedom Planet, directly below Super Mario Party. And speaking of super parties, this super birthday party for Dylan has come to... I've... It's done now. Yeah. We did it. Thank you Uh for the party, Luke. You're welcome. Let's read the bottom and top ten. Didn't touch the bottom ten because you like too many good games. Let's check them out anyway. We got at number 571, Medal of Honor Warfighter. Number 572, Tommy's Air Shark. Number 573, Megamind the Blue Defender. Number 574, Under Zero. Number 575, Accordion Hero. Number 576, Minion Pregnancy. Number 577, Time of Silence. Number 578, Lucky Charms Memory Machine. Number 579, Mechanica. And number 580, the worst game of all time to our knowledge, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Meanwhile, in our top ten, there has been a change. I can feel it in my bones. At number 10, The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. At number 9, Tetris for the Game Boy. Number 8, Grim Fandango. Number 7, Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of a New World. How the fuck did it get that high? Hold up, what? (laughs) (laughs) 
there every step of the way. Yeah, you've been here the oh, whole I was, time. Oh, no, I was not. You voted for it many times. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, the missing J.J. Macfield, the Island of Memories. Number five, Celeste. Number four, Butterfly Soup. Remember, Chelsea, when we had the whole conversation about Celeste and you went and found cookies named after the main character? Oh, see, that's what she was doing. That's why she wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Pac-Man 2, The New Adventures. Number two, Portal 2. And number one, the greatest game of all time, to our knowledge. Unchallenged for so long, Undertale. <sighs> uh... I mean, Dylan. Portal 2 would have challenged it. Yes. I mean, Portal 2 did challenge Oh, yeah, I guess it did challenge it. You're right, never mind. Anyway, Dylan, is there anything you would like to plug? Um, not particularly. Um, Chelsea runs the Audio Entropy Discord, and that's really great, and I want more people on that, because everyone's say great. I wouldn't I would say I made it, and then I kind of, like, <laughs> set it free. <laughs> I check yeah, in every it's... so often. But sure. just about everyone in there is delightful, so come join us. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> everyone in there is delightful. Okay. <laughs> Brannigan? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, at uh, Brannigan Star, and that's Brannigan with uh, a total of three N's and Star with two R's. And uh, I'm also co-creator of an actual play podcast called Midtown Mythos, and uh, it's... um. Uh, like a dark urban fantasy, and uh, we have like uh, queer and gender non-binary characters, so that's fun. Nice. Uh, Crystal, would you like to plug anything? At Arcane Crystal. Alright, and Chelsea, how about you? You can find me on Twitter, at Nitzfestivus, and you can find the a link to the Discord on the Audio Entropy Twitter, which is Audio Entropy. Um... Uh, follow Let's Play Spot. That's a good. That's a good. That's another good Twitter. Uh, follow Luke on Twitter. He's gonna plug his stuff, but like I just <laughs> was listening to a podcast where he's complaining that he didn't have enough Twitter followers. And hey, follow Luke on Twitter. All right, yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, you can find this show at AudioEntropy.com alongside a whole bunch of other great shows, such as Totally Reprise. Uh, Teenagers of Attitude, Basho and Tell, Let's Steal a Podcast. Me and Ashley have temporarily revived Let Me Tell You About Evangelion to tell you about things other than Evangelion. Right now, we're just really bumming ourselves out about Fooly Cooly. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of great stuff over there. Give this show a rating and review on iTunes or wherever. And uh, if you really, really like us, head back on over to AudioEntropy.com and click that motherfucking donut button. And give us some money to buy some donuts. Uh, this episode happened because Dylan donated some money to our Extra Life uh, charity event last year. That'll be happening again this November. I think it's November. Let's go with November. Yeah. Yeah. It's months too early to really plug that, but I just did anyway. Uh, speaking of things that are you months away. You probably give all year. Yeah, you probably can, actually. Um... Speaking of things that are months away, we are going to be at PAX West uh, Friday, 6 p.m. at the Sandworm Theater doing a live version of this show. We'd really appreciate it if you came out. That'd be cool. 
Uh, and I think that just about does it. So, uh, Dylan, give us a sign-off. Oh, God, um... Uh... <laughs> uh... Bye? Great. Perfect. Uh, Brannigan, go. Uh, so long, and thanks for all the fish. Crystal. Now that the Switch Lite has been announced, the PS Vita is dead. <laughs> Chelsea? Excuse you, it's the light switch? <laughs> this has been another episode of Let's Place. Goodbye, everybody. Happy birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Dear Dylan. Happy birthday to you. Sounds like everyone left. And I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. I thought I told you not to, but you had to, and you did. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Machine?